Hey, hey, Neon Peacock here. Nelson Times here in Hollywood. Hey, Bogey Scott Free in this thing. Bogar. Yeah, <laughs> last time on Bogart, Super Speed Breakdown. Yeah. Last time. <laughs> Tell myself, don't yes. watch this. All right. We are last time we covered Act One of The Cell, a 2000 film from our friend director Tarzan, as Bogard would call him. <laughs> so last time on Act One, we left off with uh, Vince Vaughn's character learning about perhaps some sort of way to wake up our uh comatose serial killer carl who they've just taken into custody they only got so, four there's a there's a clock ticking here and there's a life carl, at stake 40 that's, hours that's right hours. carl has uh kidnapped his latest Boy. victim she has 40 hours the cell mechanism has already started pumping water in uh periodically to where she is uh being detained and the detectives are hot on the case they like i said they were able to detain carl they found out where he was. They did all their cool sleuthing and used modern technology to track him down via, you know, science. But yes. Carl goes into a comatose state. He has a seizure as soon as the SWAT team arrives at his home. And there's no way of waking him up forever, it appears, uh, as they're told by a, a, the neurologist, Dr. Cooperman, a good friend of Peter Novak, played by Vince Vaughn. And so... He has an idea. He suddenly, the doctor suddenly remembers Catherine, uh, played by JLo, and the science team out over there with their new experimental procedure that could possibly help them in this case. So when the doctor says, um, you know, he, uh, when Novak explains to him, hey, he, he keeps him in this thing for about 40 hours. He took uh, Miss Jill, Julie Hickson, you know, you know last night at whatever time. Yeah, and he debriefs the doctor, and the doctor stutters, and he's like, if there's anything I can do, did you think he was going right away to that? Or like, or did you guys think, like, boom, we're going into the mind of the serial killer? Yeah. Nelson? Yeah, I had a feeling they were going to do that. And I, well, I, you know, it was the cell. It was I, really I, dark. Was that? <laughs> no, like, like. I, I couldn't wait to see what they're going to find. I was like, we're going in this motherfucker's mind now, and this shit's not going to be pretty. Like, yeah, yeah, I like, well. yeah, you thought I'm a little scared? Come on, they, this is gonna be dark shit. They just went up and look at how his house was. <laughs> now you're gonna yeah, go with mind. <laughs> you know, there's something creepy about going into someone's house and just seeing their things like that. I don't like yeah, that's, that's really creepy. And then now you're gonna gross. go into his mind. Here we go. Yeah, I was no, getting ready no, for the ride. Yeah, Hey, shout out to everybody in the chat too. You know what I'm saying? This movie, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's hit up everybody in the chat. Sorry, guys. I've been uh I've been oh, yeah, occupied a little bit, but everybody who's been rocking with us, Tino, of course. Chatty chat chat. What that Tino? He's like, I'm back. Uh, damn, this episode's creeping me out. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Alex? Oh, <laughs> yep, Tino wanted us to explain. He said, "Explain to the children what a VCR is." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I did right. mention. I did mention that uh, the detective pushed a button on the VCR. That's like a prehistoric DVD player. And if you don't know what a DVD player, that's like a yeah. There we go. DVD streamings. <laughs> it's a prehistoric streaming service that didn't have a remote or something. All right, <laughs> you couldn't just get anytime you wanted. You had to physically buy the stuff. I, I know. Explain... Tinder and Tinder is a dating site, y'all. <laughs> and, what, and what is VHS a hookup site. for? Videos, something, video, something. Video home recorder, 
Oh no, the uh, video home system. Oh, the VCR, I think. VHS, VCR, VHS tape. Yeah, you're right. Video goes right into the VCR. Videos, video cassette recorder. Oh yeah, okay, video cassette recorder, man. Yeah, I used to have tons of VCRs. I don't even know what that means. I, we sat like I was talking to somebody about beta. The other we day. had goddamn tapes instead of books. Beta? <laughs> yeah, I was talking to somebody about beta. Beta, beta. yeah, beta max. And, yeah, and beta Razor was Disc. actually better quality than that VHS, but VHS was more popular. Yeah, it's just easy accessible. You could well, at the time when they first released VHS, you could buy the movie for a hundred bucks or whatever it was. Remember the uh, remember the laser <laughs> <Before disc>? blockbuster. <laughs> I, I had the homie. He had the laser disc joint. You know, it was like the big old. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we were watching like the Bruce Lee joint. I was like, this is dope. Oh, those are dope. That's awesome. Watching like the last dragon or not the last dragon. The uh which one which one was the one with the mirrors? Was that last dragon? Oh that's uh into the dragon, yes. Into the dragon. Yeah, there's one like house of the something. But okay, so oh yeah. And he slices them. It's good stuff. That's a great, that's a great flick. We should do one of those. Yeah, we should do that one. Yeah. Yeah. So the suspenseful uh, music montage transporting Carl to Catherine's work is that scene that we kind of open up act two here with. And then uh, Novak and the team are meeting with Catherine and her team. And they're kind of explaining Carl's ritual, uh, ritualistic torture techniques, you know, before he turns them into that doll plaything, And he does this deal with them at home. And so she's showing them the, basically the victim's tape. And that's the stuff we were talking about. That's kind of hard to swallow. And um, so, you know, they're kind of laying out the risks basically for what Catherine is in in for basically and is there a, uh, you know Catherine wants to know if there's a chance at confession because you know she's the one who's taking all these risks and and Novak says you know there's always a chance you know if we can you know make contact with him maybe because he was basically conveying that fact that you know he, he wants to get caught to her so yeah uh, I think in the end that's that's a big part of what convinces Catherine to want to do this um, but we do see a lot of hesitation uh, from her mm-hmm. at this point because you know that she's already had trouble just with doing this with Edward, and he's like not a serial killer; he's a little boy. So <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> Edward Edward was a handful. His little grudge face, yeah, right? little, little, little demonic, little scary dude, right? little kid. So now she's in the big leagues. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, big leagues with this uh, serial killer. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. So you know, uh, she, you know, eventually comes around and agrees to, to to do this right and and it happens you know when we see some of the gut-wrenching portions of the victim drowning right i think that, that kind of helps to turn you know her wanting to help this one girl who's still out there trapped somewhere and this is the whole reason for them you know coming together to do this and this is what drives the movie forward it really starts to drive the the second plot that kind of came out you know in the first act we got uh our serial killer and then we've caught him but now we're going diving into his mind and we're going to see if we can find the location of uh, of the latest victim or soon to be victim, right? Mm-hmm. And so here we are. And so they removed Carl's fourteen piercings from his body, and Catherine kind of explains that, like the comfort of the weightlessness while he was doing that or whatever. They they should have left him how he, they found him, basically. Instead of it looked real him. comfortable. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> he likes that stuff. I knew a guy. He graduated with me, and he had all those piercings, and he used to do suspension. Uh, like shows really like uh, that yeah yeah exactly like that Ugh. my skin yeah, so, is too thin 
so weird. I don't know why, but ouch. And he would bleed a little bit sometimes here and there, but for the most part, it wasn't. I remember he was like all over, like he was kind of famous for a little while. He stopped doing that. He works at a, a marijuana cultivation facility now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a lot more chill now. <laughs> yeah, I just I get high down instead of suspended. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he didn't he didn't you know hit the weed early enough in life. But um, so Doctor Henry's explaining the whole process here, and we get to see J Lo suiting up in this uh, awesome red uh, outfit yeah. that she, she wears the bodysuit and they drop the suspension and she starts to enter the mind of the serial killer. And this is where we see, or we start to see some of the very, very cool visual elements of the film that we, they kind of hinted at in the, you know, the beginning a little bit in the dream sequence where she's in the desert, but they don't get that cool. Uh, I mean, it doesn't get that cool then it gets really cool here now. And this is where you see a lot of the REM uh, music <clears throat> video kind of, references in in his mindscape and some marilyn manson-esque and nine inch nails-esque mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. elements that he's borrowed may maybe from some other music videos that he's seen as well as some stuff from uh madonna music videos at the time uh, mm. the late 80s early 90s so if you look at all of that stuff and kind of go with that in mind to when you're watching this you'll see a lot of those uh I, I guess uh not yeah i mean he would be like a he would be a dude that that grew up on western joints right i yeah, mean he might be from, is he from canada i wonder where he's from i don't know i'd have to look it up i think he was originally yeah. from india if i'm not mistaken okay but, yeah um, yeah and, and we did mention before that there is a sale fate uh fail safe sorry dyslexia a fail safe on his on her um yep. hand that way in case anything gets too Get a dicey in yeah because uh, during this portion this is when uh henry the doctor there explains to novak that when you're inside this this person's mind your mind can believe that things there are real and then when that mm -hmm. happens whatever happens to you in the dream world in turn happens to you in real life a la inception or whatever those a mm -hmm. lot of these movies that they kind of do this right he, uh freddy versus jason or whatever you die in the dream yeah. you die in real life you die in the mind you know what i'm saying you die in the, yeah. in, in the dream you know what i'm saying the dream same thing right so so they do they do a lot of that and so uh, that's why he explains the fail safe and they're able to abort uh you know and pull her out of there or whatever so if vice versa it's more dangerous while, right if somebody while, goes into her yeah, meanwhile they're they're watching all the neuro neurological activity on the screens and shit you know and monitoring the heart rate and stuff like that just in case yeah. something gets out of whack they can pull her out right it's like a I don't know, but they explained that she was like the best fit for the position. The only person that they really felt could like do anything like this. You know, she knocked everybody else out of the park uh, as far as child yep. therapists or whatever. So that's why she's the one who the only one who has like ever done this or can do this. But um, they also do briefly mention that there was a third suit later on and that they tried to do like joint therapy or whatever, but that Edward didn't uh, take too kindly to that. So that's also important to note for later. But the whole sequence when she starts to go in uh, is really cool. They focus in on her iris, and then you see, like, a bunch of things, like, firing, like, cell network electrons. And then it gets, like, you know, super imposed, and they dive in there, and it's, like, wiring electrical networks and, like, dolls. And then you see these weird images, and then it's water, and then it flips up, and there's a 1960s baptism going on. Like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> and the camera's oh, rotating yeah. in this cool way. It's come from underneath all the way on top, and it's rotating all the way over. 
uh and so it's like revolving and you go back underwater and you get a different sense or a different image uh, and so she's entering the mind of the killer here while this is all going on and you see some feet just random feet like standing there and she's entered upside down and all of a sudden she's in this empty kind of chamber like maze uh, of an area that's very dark and uh dirty and there's a, there's a mix of it reminds me of um like a high school gym locker room or something <laughs> <laughs> but way worse <laughs> or like the ninja turtles were here also yeah you know, like sewer or something <laughs> the turtles definitely so, live there yeah and so she's woken up by pulses of blood drips that are like extremely loud and like over the top and she has a shroud on her face and blood drops are falling and they're just like these overblown things they're in slow motion and the camera's zoomed in on these uh these things and as a viewer you know they they you're fixated on all these close-up shots of like bugs ladybugs and grasshoppers and uh yeah and then like she hears (laughs) some commotion like somebody arguing and she turns back and it's a small little miniature you know area of uh, what appears to be a home and some domestic violence going on in there so um it's just an interesting is, first couple of it's crazy yeah yeah so what are your what are your guys thoughts on on you know just all of that what you see inside the mind there and then she comes up and there's a dog that's gotten out of a bathtub and it's shaking and the cinematography here is going slow motion and the score is kind of weird yeah, awesome. it looks like it looks like the the tub is full of blood and the dog's shaking off blood i mean what are your guys mm-hmm. thoughts here on on uh on this and then there's a boy running away upstairs you know so when you see the little boy what do you think there uh bogart oh okay. i mean like i feel like uh <clears throat> she's already immediately gonna be like okay that's that's what i'm gonna try to get, talk to that's the whatever shroud of innocence is always gonna be the you know what i mean the kid yeah, the least skit, the least scary thing that she saw there, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not even touching that dog either. Like, fucking the dog. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. And so she can't really reach. She calls out to the boy, and she can't like reach him. There's like a vast pit, like a weird, long, you know, steps. Like, they're steep among the the walls, so it just seems like a really big, empty place, and she can't quite reach him. So. She has to figure out another way. It seems like she's kind of lost in there for a bit. So the next scene pans up and she's in a room and there's a horse. And this is like one of my favorite scenes in the movie, right? Oh, yeah. And so the horse is in a room and it looks like some sort of like, just like an empty hall, maybe like in a museum, perhaps. Yeah. Like a lobby lobby or something? Yeah, like a lobby. And there's clocks. The boy's there. There's clocks and cases in glass cases, and the boy is there hiding behind the horse, and she's trying to get close to him and make contact and, yeah, you know, pet the horse and be real yeah, nice and, and open, and, right? And and the little boy's hiding, you know, by the by the clocks, and the clocks start ticking and ticking and ticking and faster and louder and louder, and it just kind of gets really intense. You know, you know something's gonna happen. We can't really tell what. The little boy looks up, and you see kind of like some glass slides, uh, you know, separate separated out. And he's getting nervous and he was looking at the clock and all of a sudden he it's all going to culminate in some loud crescendo. And he gets in the way uh, between basically the horses in between them both. And he pushes her out of the way and they both fall back. And, you know, the, basically the, the ticking stops and the, the glass paint, paint, uh, panes come down, maybe about 10 of them. And they slice yep. the horse. <laughs> mm. 
and then the slice diced and the horse mm -hmm. is still alive you know cut in several sections and then it just they roll the crank open and spread the horse apart so you see the gears and it's look it looks like chunks of you know beef or meat or whatever but the the heart is still pounding and she walks up and it's like a real crazy surreal um image so what are your thoughts on on uh on that scene there no well i knew something was something big was going to happen when uh, he pushed her away then this and then um we're just watching the horse right right and it reminded me it was and i thought that was going to happen even though i haven't seen the movie because i saw a movie um it was around 2000 as well. Actually, a friend of mine from uh, high school, she's in it, called Cube. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You seen Cube? I have seen Cube. That's the one with like the death. It's like a death trap. Yeah. And they're in like a okay. maze. Yep. Yep. I've seen it. Oh, okay. That's cool. And then there's Cube 2. Oh, yeah. My friend was in Cube 2. Yeah, there's several. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've seen several of them. That's cool. Yeah, and I and actually I worked. I did a movie with Lucy Liu and the same director. His name is Vincent something. Oh, nice. So I think he's French or Italian or something. So I did a cipher with Lucy Liu around that time. But before he did, I saw Cube. He did Cube. So he's a director for that. Um, but in Cube, um, they and the same thing happens, right? The guy gets sliced. Remember, he gets he gets cubed oh, even that, yeah. more. Uh, but more fine than that one, like more slices. And I yeah, thought that's what that was going to happen to this horse for some reason. I just thought it was going to happen. Go, what's going? It's, it's going to get sliced like Cube, and it did. It did. <laughs> yeah, and so, I'm not sure um, when Cube, Cube may have come out just that. I don't know if it came out after this. Probably just it came out like I think after. the same year. Yeah, oh, I don't know if it was year. like before, but it was like I think it was shot. They were they came out in the same year, but I don't know which came out first. So. I, yeah, I been think the same he might have come out in uh, 2001, actually, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, no, that, wait a minute. Roughly around the same time. But yeah, yeah I have the picture the up time. there on the screen for, I have this picture up on the screen for everybody to check out. Uh, there is the sliced up horse and a uh, really so crazy, really the crazy scene. The one difference scene, though yeah. in this is that the horse looked like it was still alive. Yeah, definitely. His heart is beating right? when you get up. When you get yeah. up close to it, you can see the muscles and blood and things like that's fresh. And so, yeah, uh, yeah that was kind of more disturbing. Yeah, it it is. And so, uh, yeah, the 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 scene cuts to that horse, right? And the it, it, obviously the horse gets cut. <laughs> it crushes and splits the animal into probably about ten slides or so, as you can see there. Um, and then the young boy runs into a circular garage-like room with several doors consisting of like mechanical gears and levers. And that's what I'm saying looks like that REM music video. Mm -hmm. um, let's see if I can get to a slide. Yeah. I have a whole bunch of pictures. So there's some more pictures here of uh, some artwork that's actual artwork. Uh, I forget the, the artist's name, but he is Norwegian, if I'm not mistaken. And so here you can actually see a cow split uh, and then there's, there's oh. sealed off and it's in formaldehyde. So this is probably what the director saw. Um, and I mm. think this was on display in the eighties, if I'm not mistaken. And so he kind of took the idea from here uh, and didn't really give it much credit, but um, that's fine. Here's just some more artistic stuff, but we'll get to the that greatest form of um, flattery is imitation. Yeah. So here's a scene. I was talking about up here from that that cartoon and then here's a scene right here underneath it from the nine inch nails closer music video and this is a scene from marilyn manson uh music video 
And that's also this very similar mechanism to one of the dolls that's in this room down here in this corner, which is the one I'm talking about with like garage doors Whoa. and it looks like the REM music video. Okay. So, so that is where he, the boy runs into, it's like a circular garage like room with several doors consisting of mechanical gears and levers. Catherine starts to crank, uh, one of those like levers or whatever the hell. And so that's also very reminiscent of an REM music video. Let's see if I have it. Uh, well, there's the Marilyn Manson reference that I was talking about right there. And this one right here. And so, and then here's the Madonna stuff, but we'll get to those other ones later. But anyhow, um, lots of, lots of, uh, like I said, pulls from music videos. But yeah, but, also um, too, I wanted to, oh, yeah, 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 Pika, I mentioned real quick. Going back to the horse, so like this movie is filled with symbolism and some religious stuff too. So it made me wonder, like, oh, sure. why the horse? Like, what 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 was that signifying? Did you guys have any idea? I, think, I don't. But I, I thought about wanted that. to ch change it from from a cow to a horse, so it wouldn't look like a blatant copy of the other artists. No, work. no, no, not that. No, <laughs> no, the fact that it was sliced. Like, why? Oh, like because that's the boy's mind, well, right? Well, because he was also like he he like he liked insides. Like he was like interested. Like you know what I mean? Like he was yeah. like he uh, like like even yeah, when you just look at his room in real life, the way he met he like put like the the animal head on top of a of a human bot the human doll or the you know what I mean? Like he was in his yeah. so it's just, so it's just right deeper in his darker subconscious, I guess, or whatever. I mean, shit, we're barely right scratching the surface. And it's like, and yeah. even the, the kid, remember, he's like, oh, he knew the timing of it. He's like, oh, it's, it's just a regular thing happening. You know I mean? Oh, that's true. Yeah. He didn't know this. Like, hey, watch out. <laughs> he was like, watch out. This shit about yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or, no, or, or maybe he timed it himself that he was going to make it happen, right? Mm -hmm. So he just said, okay, stand back, watch this. Oh, you ain't lying, of course. Huh? Tino says the pale horse signifies death and suffering. It's not a pale horse, but I mean, yeah, that, it's like a, it's like a full be. on. Maybe that's why he's like trying to kill like the, the pretty horse. You know what I mean? But that could be it, right? Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's good. Look at that. Look at Tino. Ten points. You get ten points to Tino. <laughs> yeah, Tino. <laughs> Tino's gonna lead. So yeah, Catherine touches like a, a gear and it starts a, a crank uh, on the doll show, basically, right? So it starts to expose the doors, start to come up, and some of these dolls are, are on display and some of the ones that I showed earlier in the slides are uh, they begin to move and there you see that they're kind of these past um, expressions of some of his victims in his mind the way that he has romanticized them or the way he thinks of them I suppose and so they're not necessarily even people at all they are just uh, playthings that he's cut out their eyes and stuffed with you know whatever or he, after he's drowned them and stitched them up and removed their insides and this and that yeah. and so in, in this initial sequence, you see like maybe like four or five different dolls. And then the cinematography is crazy. Like it pans yeah. like in a real spotty kind of, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you ever seen like a tool music video or whatever. Yeah. Kind of does that I was going to say it kind of like those, like those old, like, like, like it's an old uh, film, like kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. And it, it's dark and gray. Yeah, but tool is a good example though. I remember the, the kind of stop clay animation joints, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like when that little yeah. clay arm, Come the me. guy's like, why can't we not be so... Anyways, I like that one so much. Oh, shit. I remember that joint. I do. <laughs> pulls the, uh... <laughs> it's a good I one. Remember That's tool. a crazy video. It's a crazy video. Yeah, I remember seeing that. 
Yeah. So when she pulls the that lever and she starts the doll show, the dolls are like opening and closing their legs and making like weird sex noises and they're all on display. It's sex doll. Tortured. Yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. So it's some very weird uh, er erotic uh, scenes that we're seeing. And this all of these kind of remind me of like Lady Gaga, Madonna-esque uh, music mm -hmm. videos as well for some reason. But uh, there's a very interesting doll that kind of stands out from the others. And it's the one that uh, the, the key lock had been disengaged and she begins to walk forward. And her ponytail is uh, strung out or whatever. And it's that big bodybuilding looking uh, oh, yeah. type, type doll with her breast exposed. <laughs> and she's following. Yeah, it's weird if you're into that, yeah. but uh, sure. Um, no, 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 no. I just throw it out there, man. Let's see if you were. <laughs> Don't throw that on test. me, man. Come good on. test. Good test. <laughs> so bogey, just looking around. Ugly bitch. I'll tell you. <laughs> it was a big bitch. Such a voice. Sure. So she grabs Catherine and slams her up against the wall, mm -hmm. knocks her out, right? Knock. Unconscious within the unconscious. So she goes inception here. Well, it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> Whoa, Bogart didn't realize that, but whoa, true. <laughs> you gotta wake up twice, Bogey. Yeah, Bro, she does. She, she wakes up here in the next scene, and there's um, basically it's it's inside that that big divide that, where she was trying to reach the boy earlier. Now, if you go back to that scene, and it's cut out, and there's like a basically like a uh, like an amphitheater, or some sort of stage on the inside where. You, you see this king ruler version of our serial killer Carl sitting at his throne and he's all oh, yeah. makeup out with this random like uh, I don't know what's Ooh. on his face but he has like these the velvet fucking kind of a fucking velvet. curtains yeah. yeah and they're all and the music's all intense right now and getting intense and Catherine's it's like, like a motherfucking in, curtain curtain size like, like spawn kind of spawn-esque yeah, and the, the, that curtain goes all the way and it wraps the entire room. And so as he gets up and he starts walking down the steps, and he I, goes I down. have, yeah, I have, instead of You're just falling. explaining this, I have pictures have of it? this. Yeah, I'm sure I do. Where is it? There you go. There's some wording on it because I, I had some other uh, facts or whatever that I, I may have wanted to share with everyone. But uh, let's pull up the picture. And so yeah, Check this is another out. great scene visually. It has that the royal purple uh, mm -hmm. uh, cape, basically. Um, let's see, I'm sharing now, and I got to pull it up. It's like totally spawn esque. Yeah, it is very spawn. There it is, or there's one version of it. So you see him starting to walk down, uh, and the cape there uh, basically is it's flowing from behind his throne. Uh, and then it's being pulled across the walls that are, you know, uh, at all the way around the room. So it's like a huge cape and it's harnessed to the piercings on his back that he was being suspended from earlier in the real world. So in his mind, he's this fantastical emperor king. Uh, I'll call him the king ruler for, um, for, for the duration for, of, yeah. yeah, for the, for the duration of this podcast here. To but, differentiate, because uh, there's different little versions of him in, in here. So, yeah, we call him the king right. one, for sure. Yeah, there's the king ruler, and the one on top of that, I will call him the jester, or the jester king, or the acrobat. Uh, but we'll get, to, we'll, we'll get to that later as well in one of the later scenes. But so there's different personas in here, because he's obviously schizophrenic. Um, mm -hmm. But they're all fucked up. Well, yeah. that's the main thing to get. That's the main thing to get. <laughs> <laughs> and she's um, in there, man. <laughs> Uh, let's He's see, all up in that thing. 
Yeah, he knows a little bit, even though he dropped out of writing school, says Tino. Uh, so yeah, very, very interesting, cool hey, Marty stuff here. Yeah, what up, Marty? He's walking down those steps and he's all high and mighty and he's all makeup out and, and in this crazy kind of role. And he's towering over uh, Catherine, who's on the floor and obviously very frightened because she just woke up from being knocked out, uh, within being knocked out. And uh, she grasps her hand and she's afraid to turn over her shoulder. And as soon as she does, you, uh, you hear our uh, emperor ruler king say, where have you come from? And Ooh. she yells and she screams. That motherfucker so quick. And she is out of there. <laughs> she hit that motherfucker quick. God, you're like, ah! Yeah. Yeah. So Ooh. I used to love to quote all his little lines from from this uh, this movie for some reason, like a you know, where you come from and other things of that nature. Like, oh, you know me. <laughs> I would think that when I'm drunk and people people would say, like, hey man, it's time to go. You've had enough. And I'd be like, oh. You know me. <laughs> Here's one for you. Me got boy. That's a good one. Boy, me got. got. <laughs> those are classic. So those are classic uh, emperor ruler lines right there. Those are probably the only ones he says. But he has some other scary ones, right? He asks he asks the important questions like where you come yeah. from. How did but, you get here? Oh <laughs> yeah, where did you come from? But very like um the intensity very of when he's uh the, the way they do the they do the fucking uh the audio this shit's crazy yeah the, the the music is like getting louder and crescendoing like a like an opera kind of yeah. something going on in the back score i'm not really too sure You're like, like oh shit this motherfucker it's like really intense here. and then his voice distortion really gives you a creeped out uh vibe like you know nowhere in this movie do you go in expecting to get kind of creeped out to this tone on first <laughs> watch Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it just kind of keeps even just the disturbing nature of the horse thing wasn't enough. It's like, well, shit, we just got here too. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? definitely. So great scenes, like I said, those are scenes I think that I would just pour right over. Having this on DVD, there were a lot. A lot of it makes sense too. If you think there, there's some, there's some good throwbacks that, that I mean, when you go callbacks, that makes sense now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, go go ahead. No, no, no you're you're fine. You're fine. So. um let's see where did we leave off oh yeah well she she got the hell out of there right so you get that sick uh perverted so inside his killer's mind we got that sick perverted display of all his previous victims uh the bodybuilder one in particular which was different right um and the, the king ruler guy who where do you come from that's all beautiful she hits that emergency exit and she does not want to continue uh getting into the mind of the serial killer like who would after nothing. experiencing that it gets worse <laughs> Come on. Well, yeah, that's why she's out. She's like, no, you know, I don't think I can do this. I really, I'm out. And the Ooh. next scene, we get, we get a glimpse of uh, our victim getting another uh, downpour of uh, water, water in the cell, where she's oh, being all right, right. That is quite the edit there. Yeah. The, okay, yeah, you're going back is, in, Catherine. <laughs> time is running out for her, and she begins to cry and pray uh, a prayer of, to her heavenly Father. Because uh, there's almost no hope, I think, at this point for for that victim, or at least she feels that way. And so now we find Catherine uh, resting at the bed of young Edward, contemplating whether she wants to continue or not. And um, uh, Vince Vaughn's character has been very eager and pushing to try to talk to her. He wanted to speak mm -hmm. to her right away when she got out of the session, but she was obviously still disturbed, very groggy. Mm -hmm. And they have a whole sequence to kind of bring her out of the uh, 
mm-hmm. her fog, you know, they make her recite certain uh, words and things mm-hmm. and uh, code phrases or whatever it may be. Yep. Just so, so she know, and because and you got to make sure they're saying that's probably part yeah, of it. Exactly. <laughs> so that's got to be the main yep. part of it's it. It's right? you. <laughs> and so they're I mean, discussing. Uh, they discuss Edwards. Um, schizophrenia and how the virus has left him paralyzed like in his mind as well so he can't even wake up and basically that's the same uh the same scenario that that's going on with uh with our killer carl so um and then you know catherine explains that you know that she sees things in there that 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 people don't want to show anybody else but obviously that's all out there for her to see and so it gets very dangerous for her and um you know Mm -hmm. at the end of the day uh it comes down to her you know being willing to 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 help out um to to you know to feel the need to to put herself in danger and to help somebody who's in who, who's in a greater peril mm-hmm. right obviously that like she that's why she's she smoking that tree but she be doing some heavy shit man yeah for no, sure and she that's not paid for so she can go ahead and do it yeah, it's not easy, but I wonder if she know, gets she, paid. I wonder if she gets paid any kind of good too for that shit. Because yeah, now she, it's like so. it's moral. It's a it's more it's 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 a more like a moral moral thing. Like you know, what I mean? like okay, morally, you know, she you got to do this shit to you know, what I mean, to yeah, save be like girl. I'm just taking these guys' money, you know, and not getting any results or whatever it may yeah, be. So. For real, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there you is know. some kind of you're gonna get some kind of. I, I'm jacking them. Imagine that for her, she might even have that survivor's remorse, just like if you know what I mean. She wasn't able to help the the kid, if you know what I mean. No, for sure, and and then taking uh, exactly the parents' money, and then there's no proof of of anything mm-hmm. that she helped at all, and he stays comatose. So, you know, she at, at, at in that sense, she's also maybe wants to do this or get through it so that she can help Edward at the end, right? But. Yeah. Um, in all this, you know, Novak is still trying to convince her. So he gets a chance to visit with her one-on-one outside after she leaves. And, you know, he's smoking his cigarette because that's what mm-hmm. his character does. But he, he tells her a long story about how he, say, he makes the cigarette look good. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like yeah, I remember, you delicious. I remember this. <laughs> yeah. Um, as they say, um, yeah. So she wants to make a change in comatose patients. And he talks about... Um, you know, how he used to be a prosecutor and somebody got off on a technicality and, you know, it's like what he does mm-hmm. now is better than his old job because now he gets to hunt down, you know, people or whatever the hell or killers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. But um, at that point, Gordon, uh, I want to call him Detective Gordon, but then I don't want you guys to get confused. No, with another no, movie. We, we're OK so, with it. We're good with Gordon Ramsay. Uh, Detective okay. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Detective, Detective Gordon, Gordon did all the <laughs> Uh, he comes to be like, Hey, where the hell have you been? Like, you know, everybody's looking, they want to, they want to know, you know, what to do with, with Carl. Like, are, is she going to go back in and, and do that stuff? And so after he shared that touching story with her, uh, you know, she could, he gets, he convinces her to, to continue. And so she says, you know, get him prepped. And then she asks, does he have anything like a pet? And then obviously he talks about the albino dog to bring him into the session to help comfort Carl. Um, yeah, during the session and that way it'll be maybe a little easier to make contact with you know whoever it is there and it won't be so hostile for her in round two going into the second round and so we're put midway through act there. put the dog yeah in there too. so now we're midway through act two at the official halfway point of the movie and we're spiraling down now but we're led to believe that there is a power problem when she when she goes oh, in yeah. for the second time right so yeah like, god damn it what the fuck is going on you got all this money in this motherfucker shut down we're only bun- funded much. by like a bill funded by a billionaire and we can't keep the lights on you know so 
Yeah, it is. It well, is. She walks it is. over to get the circuits. Yeah, that's right. They ask the her to check the box. circuits. Six to twelve. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, man, you're on it. Are you at that part in the movie or what? <laughs> no, I just remember that it was six to twelve. Was she walks over. That she's already in, inside of his mind. He yeah, has the exactly. Call Sagittarius. <laughs> He's very, very attentive. Yes. Yeah. So there, there is a some other pictures there of the. What she was distracted by before she got hit uh, by the huge bodybuilder. There's that horse again. We're not there yet, but there are. There's some of the imagery that we're talking about. Mother we'll Mary. We'll get here in a bit. We'll, we'll get here in a bit. We're not even at the cool stuff yet. We're still like in the plot, man. Wow. Okay. <laughs> this movie really picks up and gets hot and heavy here in a second. So we're gonna rush through, or not rush through, but run through a lot of it. The film. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so she go goes ahead. under. Uh, she goes under. She's in with the killer again. Round number two. Like I said, uh, they tell her to check the, the breaker. Like everything. Hey, seems real quick. Right let me ask y'all a question, just real quick. Just, just yes or no. In this instance, are you going back in there? No. <laughs> me, me either. Bro. Yes. Like, yeah, bro. I mean, like, I guess if I'm her and there's the really like, if there's really somebody, the the movie yeah, is. yeah. If there's somebody's life on the line, yeah, I'm going back in. Like it's my job or something. I think I'd do it. I mean, I'd have to be like, it's not real. Peacock. I'd have to be like, You're it's not man. real. I'd, have to, I'd be like this the whole time. I'd be like, I see something I don't like. I'd be, I'm out. I don't even, I'm not even trying to talk. <laughs> you see something, say something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> real talk. So yeah, she's. I want uh, like eight of us saying. going. I want like eight of us going up in that motherfucker. Like, listen, we all go in the. Yeah, all of us. So you got to watch my back. Like, in he's a schizophrenic. Bro. There's a gang of them in there, so we got to go in there with a gang. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there's go ahead. Only three suits. There's only three suits, right? God damn it, these suits are expensive. <laughs> only three suits. We only there's got only, 40 hours. We only got three suits from the Dracula movie set. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that like, war, what, what was that? It's his Transylvanian and, and, war armor. Oh, I'm sorry. The what? I thought you were gonna. I thought you were asking about the, what they use the suits Ram's for in, in in Dracula, but it's his Transylvanian war armor oh. when he comes back from battle at the very beginning. It's the exact same suit, to be honest, if you look at it now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But I love this scene because there's a lot of blatant floating J-Lo uh, body shots. And then mm -hmm. um, and then she has that out-of-body experience where she's like, oh, I'm already in his head or I'm already in the dream. And then like she says that right. like in real life. And the doctors are in the room like, what did she just say? And she's like already in the dream. I'm already in or whatever. Not the dream, but in his mind. And yeah. She so went in she through the front door. Yeah, and she creeps down real small, and she gets tiny in I the noticed room. that. <laughs> it's so weird. I, I didn't know. It. What, what was that all about? Just to show that, like, it's not real, I suppose. Like, just so that the oh, viewers are aware. Okay. Maybe if yeah, they I didn't, didn't pick know, up like, the back. Things? I think it's one of the bogey seeing this. And then, like, almost instantaneously, <laughs> almost instantaneously, she's trapped in a cell. She's, like, in a different wardrobe, and she's oh, inside yeah, a no clear... Problem. She's in a clear box, and let's see if I can get to that image if I have like, it. Oh no! She's like, I'm, I'm for sure here. Yep, hey, Bogey, what did you think about being trapped in a box like that? Um, see, I'm not the most claustrophobic type at all, but like because of she knows what's going on, and she's just being, I'm, I know I'm be freaked out if I know I'm in this dude's mind, and he tends to put his victims in little things like this. You know what I mean? Yep. And so there she is. Yeah, see, look at that. And so she's trapped in her in the cell already. Uh, 
and uh there's some it's encased with like these cool gold engravings it's very stylistic and then so she breaks up through the top but then it turns up turns out that she falls through the bottom i guess like uh, gravity was upside yeah. down in that certain section or whatever mm -hmm. so she's dangling and she tries to maybe cut herself loose and she starts falling but it looks like she's suspended in water but there's no water so she's like floating yeah. in this like weird dreamscape type of thing and her dress is all flowy and then she falls through like a hole and she like like it looks like she basically like i said like fell into a pool mm -hmm. there's nothing around her nothing but air and she's like floating and she calls the dog valentine which i forgot to mention that's the name of the dog valentine the albino dog of the killer and uh she's like hey valentine can you show me where carl is and she's talking about you know the young carl little carl not king ruler yeah. carl obviously you don't want to go find him so she's going to try to appeal to the younger boy to to see if maybe he can tell her uh, where she can find. Yeah, because like she she figures, okay, well, I could have got sliced and diced in there with the horse he thing. Saved me. He saved me. Like, okay, maybe she could appeal to him and she, you know what I mean. Yeah. Where's the little so where's my mom, my girl? Like, goddamn it! Where's the fucking girl? Like, goddamn it! My mom has a dog exactly like this, and his name is the Nook. So just so people know that it's a white dog with blue eyes like that. Manook? Not crazy. Yeah, Nanook. Like from the Lost Boys? Oh, Nanook. Yeah. Whoa. And so, uh, J-Lo, a.k.a. Uh, Catherine, sees that house that she had seen earlier the first time she went in, and she enters. Um, so, Valentine basically led her to to young Carl. And young Carl looks like it's uh, mid-70s, and he's washing dishes alone at home. And she's like, I'll help you. And... Um, you know, she gives him a necklace and she's like, anytime that you want to find me, you just shine this and it's like a, a locket type and it mm -hmm. opens and it has a mirror. And that's what basically the same maneuver that she used with Edward whenever. The kid. Uh, yeah. yeah. So like he left her a, a horse. Right. And then he was shining the light so she could find him <sighs> in the dream world to locate him because, you know, apparently these places are huge. Right. And there's yeah. several different places that you could be. in, so it's hard to locate people at times. And so when she hands off the gift to him, he breaks a plate. And uh, you hear Carl's dad is like, what was that? You know, this is young Carl in his home in the 70s. And he pushes Catherine into like a, a closet with some slits that she can see out of. And he locks the door and he locks her in there. And you see Carl's dad uh, questioning him about the, the plate. And then he bangs him on the head with a spoon and he throws the plate and breaks it. And uh, J-Lo's like, no, it was me. You know, I did it. You know, and the dad's cussing him out and is already start to get abusive. And uh, at this mm. point, J-Lo is making a lot of noise. And I guess Carl's subconscious quiets her down by placing her in some water with eels that are, you know, yeah, swirling around true. her feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And then, yeah. yeah, there's some more scenes of the abuse as far as Carl. And I guess I don't know if that's like a stepmom or who it was, but he's saying that Carl's mom has left them. And, uh, and he points to the other... I don't know, maybe it's like a whore or some sort of escort. I don't know, but there's just open sexual stuff going on there and the boys exposed to it at a young age. Uh, and then oh yeah, it moves right. on. Yeah, and this moves on to the point where Carl's uh, dad finds him playing with dolls in his room and gets really upset and proceeds to beat him with uh, his belt and uh, a belt buckle. And then he grabs a hot iron and then burns him with the hot iron. Mm -hmm. and meanwhile, uh, Catherine's character is forced to 
watch everything from the closet and she's crying and this is another one of those scenes where you feel really really bad for yeah. the abuse that's being displayed i mean they don't show it all but they you infer it you don't actually see yeah. anything happen but uh, i think that even makes it worse when your mind's able yeah, to unless you're that's that's kind of all, all the part of the whole thing anyway you know what i mean they let you they let your mind do it to to yourself right <laughs> yeah the psych the psychological yeah. trauma really yeah, yeah. they we really don't do a lot in this movie to show you like a, I mean, there is, like, some, there is some very some disturbing imagery of, you know what I mean? Like, like we, we haven't even got to like, yeah, we, you know what I'm saying? But yes. I, yeah. uh, so at yeah. this point, at this point, Catherine's still observing everything in the closet and she turns around and it's now a huge room and we see Carl with his piercings. Now he's older and he has gloves on and he's throwing uh, bowels and intestines into a bowl and he's smoking a cigarette. And he's like, this is my first kill. And he's explaining to her, you know, this is my first kill and the woman's in the tub and he made a mess and he was, you know, uh, you know, he had to do what he had to do. And so Catherine starts to creep up and wants to see his face and ask him some questions. And he's like, you know, tell me why you're here and don't lie. And she says, I'm here to help you. And obviously that's not really why she's there. Yeah, it's a lie. So he, he knows it's a lie and calls her all these types of names. And, uh, that are derogatory yeah, while well, he's smoking his cigarette in front of the uh, body that he is gutting. And the, the little dog, uh, Valentine, is a pup and it runs out of the room. So, you know, this is several years prior, uh, probably like five or six kills before. And then he proceeds to ask her, um, well, she tries to like psychoanalyze him. She's like, you sound like your father after saying those things. Or you whatever. don't like that shit at all. Yeah. And he, that the voice comes again. He's like, it was nothing. And so she's like, who said, she's like, who said that? Who told you to say that? She's like, do you remember the first time that he talked to you? Which is so creepy because you're in, you're stuck in his world and the music's yeah. eerie and there's dead bodies there. Mm -hmm. And then Carl starts to open up and he's like, he was at my baptism. You know, I was, and so the imagery that we saw the first time she entered his mind yep. starts to make when sense. When she got in, it was the baptism. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so do you remember what he, uh, what he tells her happens at the, at the baptism, Bogart? Yeah, he, he, uh, he drowns him and then like, like that I man dog he brings him home and then beats like breaks his jaw and ribs and shit like yeah, three ribs and a jaw fucks right. him up bro but on top of that when he's drowning him he thinks he has a, a seizure oh yeah he had a seizure that's right that's right that's right that was probably the, the first time it triggered his uh Mm -hmm. Triggered the psychosis. Nobody, you know I mean? nobody would help him except for the voice that he heard that first he time. could just see every oh shit so that that's the first time it triggered one of his yep. uh uh, the voices yeah, cause you remember my girl she worked in mental health for like eight years bro and she said that that's what they would say they, they, they some of them were audible some of them were visual someone had both you know what i mean yeah so he was he was six yeah. years old at the time and so she tries to sympathize with him of course and she says like you know nobody should be treated that way and what he did was wrong and um you know just trying to appeal right and uh carl you know being being Carl, uh, you know, suggests that, you know, that his, the father was was more powerful and uh, that's the reason why, uh, you know, so if he wasn't so small that, and he's inferring that if he wasn't so small, it would have been easier to, to stand up to him. And then he gets pissed and he has one of these convulsing, convulsing things. And uh, uh, she said something to the effect like, uh, you know, nobody should have to live that way. And he's like, Where, what world do you live in? And and then she's like, where's Julia? And he gets offended and says, no names. And so you know he doesn't want to keep things personal. Yeah. He doesn't want to have any issues. Yeah, that's, only, that's the way he compartmentalizes it, yeah. 
Mm -hmm. And so he slowly starts to back away. Oh, and this she, is where, real quick, where she's like, like when, you, when they when he yeah. they did the, the scene where it's all the different like you know uh, victims and they're all the, the little pose and look. You know what I mean? Did they have right. names on the things? No, huh? Did he like rename them? No, no. Okay. The, yeah, when it was kind of like the gallery of them. The yeah, first time she went in the area. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think there's any names on anything. But uh, okay. But yeah, well, they're, all that of, would... they're all kind of different. Yeah. Okay. Could continue. Yeah. No, no, sure. So, yeah. He's um, he, he did not want to fuck with no no names. He was like, "You're breaking the rules." Yeah, and I don't think he had any names or anything was labeled on that. So. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Just get, catch up with some of these. She went right to it, though. She's like, fuck that. Where's Julia? <laughs> yeah, Tino said he wouldn't have gone back in for round two. I don't blame him. He says he has his own kids. <laughs> he doesn't need the devil. <laughs> for real. Uh, Silky Johnson. What's up, Silky? He says this is a what good one. Okay. Yeah, this was a good one. This is a really good movie. We're, yeah, hell yeah. we're a little over halfway here in the, at the okay. halfway point of round two. But it is, it is going off. So, um, yeah, we're at the. He's mentioning the first kill. He's starting to get uh, a little defensive. He's backing away, and this is where she says, "You don't want to, you know, do that or whatever." And this is where he says one of my other favorite lines: "Oh, you know me." <laughs> and uh, in that voice, that's very, very creepy. Um, so yeah, that's that. That's the voice. That's the voice that's been telling him shit since the fucking from the gate, bro. That's trippy. Yeah, he's like, you know, you know who I am. And so she's like, where's Julia, Carl? Just tell me. And he disappears into the shadow. And then before you know it, boom, he Demonic. pulls up from behind her and he separates her hands because she was about to like hit her escape route and he slams her against the floor and she hits her head. So she starts to feel a little shaky out of it and she can't escape at the moment. Uh, he's crawling up over her and it, he's basically in that same uh, garb that I showed at the very beginning where he has his hair in kind of like a weird horn kind of yeah, image. Double and it's horn. Yeah. Crusty or whatever kind of like. Skin. Yeah. That's so crazy how that's how he views himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's wearing like weird like leather pants and then he like does some, I don't know, he makes weird noises. At the end of it all, he puts a collar on her and she's trapped. Everybody on the outside world sees the danger pulse, freaks out. There's no change. She's locked in. And they start to freak out. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, Uh-oh. Yep. Yeah. Give it so they're worried. God damn it. Yeah, they're worried about her. They're worried about her vitals. They're going, you know, they're going a little bit crazy. And um, you know, she's tried like I said, she tried to escape, but she's collared by Carl. And um, you know, she's captured Miriam and Hen and uh and then Miriam and Henry are like, okay, what are we gonna do? Like, you know. Uh, she's like, I'll go in or whatever, which is Miriam. And he's like, no, we need you out here. And so they're kind of having that discussion, uh, you know, but I think in, in reality, they both need uh, to stay out there to, you know, to, to monitor and try to help yeah, hell yeah. on the outside. You got to really bring them back out. Shit. Yeah. And then, so uh, all that commotion's going on. We cut back to our victim, uh, Miss uh, Hicks, I believe is her name at the cell where water continues to pump in periodically and she just starts to break down even more. Time is running out, obviously. She's uh, cursing at the at the uh, mechanism to stop pumping in water, you know, fleeing <laughs> to no avail because nothing's out there. You know, it's just recording her, and she's asking to be let out, but there's not even anyone in the room uh, viewing the cell. Everything's being just recorded for later purposes. 
and it's really stark and and scary because now Catherine is trapped and on the other side out in the real world this victim is still trapped so no exit strategy uh for either of them at this point and um there's only it, it one way it is one way there, there is one way and um and on the next one scene, man. we see we see Miriam stamping an exit strategy into Novak's hand, and it looks like he's going in to try to pull Catherine out of uh, the Matrix, basically. <laughs> What's going on here? So you think? Uh, what do you guys think? You know, at this point, you, you think that well, did you expect it to be? Uh, did you expect it to be Novak who was going in? No. Uh, you know what? When scene? she looked at that other bodysuit, I thought it was. Uh... The black lady going in, that British woman. Yeah, Mi Miriam. Miriam. Yeah, I thought Miriam, because she had some experience at doing it in the past, right? Right. Yeah, they I mentioned that. that. Yeah. How about you, Bogart? Were you caught off guard? Were you caught by surprise? Uh, if you can think back to like the first time, did you think it was going to be uh, Vince Vaughn's character going in I after mean, her? Like, or? See, here's the thing. Like, I, I can't really remember exactly who I thought the first time I watched it, but like, you know, when I'm rewatching, I'm like, of course, you know, what I'm saying he's. I already know he's about to go in there and I just like, cause you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's also part of his character. Cause remember he said early on, I like, have someone got off and this and that. And you know what I mean? He's oh, just like, I about that. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's like, listen, man, fuck that. We send. And plus it's a man, like sending a man in there is also like one of those things. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to sound misogynistic, but like, he's like, you know, he's the hero. Yeah. The, well, not only that, I'm talking about like versus this dude, this dude's like, he's scared. He, he would be more scared of a man than you know what I mean? Than like, yeah, you know, perhaps. he got the J-Lo in there, he already in hemmed her up, you know what I mean? You send the Miriam in there, you just like it's all these little toys for him, bro. Like, you know, that's not I don't think they want that, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you might need to send a little, he was kind of whoop his ass up in there, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, you go, mm, candy, you sending more candy. Yeah, yeah like you know what I mean? With, like, a, with a strong like hello, strong why you just keep sending them more? Like also, you know bad. what? Also, I just had a, a thought of this too. I think to have a, a soft uh, under underbelly of a romantic thing, you know, you have Neo and uh, yeah, and, uh, he's, on the he's Matrix, and Neo the and uh, right. rescuer. Uh, what, what was her name? Yeah, Neo uh, and Trinity. 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 Yeah, yeah, Neo yeah. and Trinity. Trin so I think that obviously it makes sense to send a man in there. Maybe they can have a little. You know, nothing really happened, but that's that element is still there, of of uh, some romantic lead hero thing. I remember is, Mimi. Yeah. She's my Mimi's. The, she's our third daughter. And like, so I remember when we were thinking of names, I go, what about Trinity? Cause she's the third. She's like, hell no. I was like, all right. <laughs> like, shot it down right away. Like, ah. Real quick. Are you serious? And she said, no. Well, I mean, I always come up with cool names that she shots down, but then like, you trolling? We, always, we always come up with the right name. And I'm always the one that chooses the name at the end of the day. So, so what's your name now? Oh, her name's, we'll see. Well, my real name's Emmanuel and her, and her name's Cecilia. So I just, we took the two first letters of mine and the last two of hers, her name's Amia. And then oh, we call her Mimi. Yeah, then we call her Mimi. Cool. I like yeah. that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, right? So, That's like, really boom, you know what? Because we never did that. We're like, we would do like a clap, you know what I mean? The names and shit. So I'm like, you know, let's nice. do that. Boom. And they're all like, yeah, us. you know, it's, it's Deja, Amia, and then, I mean, Deja, uh, Ayana, and then Amia. Cool. Nice man. names, man. Thank you, thank you. And it's funny too, because like Deja, that just like I always thought that was like a like a beautiful name. And then like I I wanted to spell it with an H, right? And then so my mm -hmm. girl, she dug the name. And then like uh, and then uh one day some lady when we were registering um 
we're registering some. She goes, Oh, you know, that's Hebrew. It means like honorable. And I was like, Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Yeah. I'm like, and, you know, I try to, I'm pretty sure I've tried to front, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then Ayana, so dig this. This this, this is some universe shit. Ayana is another name. Like, I, I dug the name and she was like, Okay, well, how are we going to spell it? So we started looking it up. Of course, there's like different ways to spell it and they all mean something different. And then, so the, as, as we went with AI, uh, uh, AIYANA, right? And it's, um, is Native American. It seems it's, it means to uh, it means um uh, uh uh to remember the struggle and eternal blossom. And when I read that, I was like, oh, there it is, right? And then you know what's crazy? This is some universe shit because her middle name is Rose because that the year before that her grandma her grandma Rose had passed. So like you know we wanted we and all the girl all the girls names they're all their middle names start with R. So we went with Rose, right? And then. And then when we looked up that the definition name was like, oh, there it is. Like, you can't write that shit. You know what I mean? No, it's the universe. No, yeah. man. All right. Yeah. Well, this it's is like where Act Two. New, man. Yeah. I was gonna say, sorry guys, but this is where Act Two comes to a close yeah. for us. Uh, so Catherine needs to get pulled out of the Matrix because uh, she has been captured by Carl's uh, evil king, emperor, ruler persona in his mind, and he's holding her hostage in a position which I like to call slave low. Uh, with uh, all of that stuff. So, slave low. <laughs> slave low is being held captive and she's on the cover of the thumbnail uh, in that garb that she's wearing there in the scene. So that is where we will pick up on Act 3. If you guys are watching live, make sure to stick around. We will jump right into that. If you're listening to the podcast where you listen to your podcast, make sure to check out Act 3 of Silver Screen Breakdown coming to you soon. Bogart, let them know where to find you. Yeah, yeah, you already know you can find me. Uh, the earth is my turf, and you could definitely not find me in that motherfucker. That motherfucker's what's his name? Did not be Carl's mind. <laughs> yeah, Carl's mind. I'm not there. You can find me on uh YouTube and Instagram, Nelson Tynes, acting some music and uh workout stuff. Yeah, so give, me a, give me a sub and a and a follower. What do you call that? Oh, likes, likes, likes. There you go. All the good stuff. All the yeah. subs, all the likes, all the follows. And I am the Neon Peacock. You can find a lot of my artwork on neonpeacockmerch.com. I got a uh, Black Friday sale coming up, so check that out. And we will catch you guys on the next installment of Silver Screen Breakdown. Yes. Tune in next time for Act 3. Will Vince Vaughn save the day? Tune will he crash the wedding? <laughs> Peace. Silver screen emoji picture shit. This ain't a dream, we really live this shit. Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit. That's where the most high, we the most lit.